Well, amen, amen. A happy New Year to all of you. Thanks so much for watching online at New Hanover United Methodist. I am so grateful that you have decided to join us. I'm Ricky Oyala. If you're tuning in for the very first time, I'm the senior pastor of this uh, congregation. Uh, we did have an in-person worship service at 8 a.m. earlier today, and what a blessing it was. I encourage you to uh, use the chat options on our Facebook, uh, Facebook page or our YouTube channel, as well as our website's live streaming option, and I'll try to do my best as long with others and to uh, chat along with you. But with a new year, especially here Sunday, January 1st, 2023, it brings about a new sermon series that I'm excited about, and that is a four-week series that is titled Resolve, New Year, New You, Same God. You know, one of my favorite uh, Pixar animated movies is Cars. And uh, I just watched that, you know, a couple weeks ago with my grandson. And there's a part of that movie where uh, there's a tow truck na named Mater. And he's driving backwards. And the ones in front of him is, a guy, is another car uh, called uh, Lightning McQueen. And then Lightning McQueen tells him, can you stop doing that? You're going to wreck. He was like, shoot, I'm not going to wreck. He said something like that. He says, I am the world's best backwards driver. And then he goes and, and he speeds up and he's spinning around and he's going around the area. And as he's getting back to the starting point of where he was, he said something like, ain't no need to know where I'm going. Just need to know where I've been. So it, I love that part there because sometimes we do have to look back in, in our lives and say, okay, where was God back then? And here we are now. Maybe how we're living now is based on decisions that we had back then, whether they were positive or negative. Sometimes the life that we live right now is based on those type of decisions. But today's sermon uh, title is Remember. Again, Remember. While it can be unhealthy to spend too much time dwelling in the past, the Bible provides plenty of examples when God's people took time to remember all the ways that he had been faithful to them in their history. For example, on Psalm 105, verse 5, the Bible says, Remember the wonders he has performed his miracles, and the rulings he has given. You know, several times in the book of Psalms, David and the other psalmists uh, do just that, recounting Israel's history and the spectacular things the Lord had done. Now, this kind of spiritual reminiscing uh, isn't just for the sake of nostalgia. It actually plays a part in our current and future intimacy with God. You see, in the present, remembering what God has done draws us into worship. Remembering what God has done draws us into worship. Now, praising the name of the Lord is the right and proper response to his activity in our lives. This was true in biblical times, and it's just as true today. I'm going to invite you to please open up your Bibles to the book of Samuel, chapter 17. Uh, 1 Samuel. 1 Samuel. And you know how I like to help you out. So if you're looking for 1 Samuel, guess what? 
You probably already caught on to this. It's before 2 Samuel, that's correct. So you're, I'm helping you out because it's also helping me out. All right, so Samuel, 1 Samuel chapter 17. Now this is when uh, David, uh, the, the, the people of God was facing the Philistines and there was this giant calling of them out and David went out to visit uh, the brothers that his father had told him to go and visit and to take some stuff to the king and the, and the soldiers. And so there is when uh, David had seen what the Goliath was, was saying about the people of God and defying the Lord's army. And so one of the things we want to do is 1 Samuel chapter 17. I'm going to begin on verse 32 through 37. The Bible says this. This, by the way, I'm reading from the NLT version. Your Bible may be a different translation, but I pray you follow along. It says, don't worry about this Philistine, David told Saul. I'll go fight him. Don't be ridiculous, Saul replied. There's no way you can fight this Philistine and possibly win. You only know, uh, you're only a boy, and he's been a man of war since youth. But David, I love this, David persisted. I have been taking care of my father's sheep and goats, he said, and when a lion or a bear comes to steal a lamb from the flock, I go after it with a club and rescue the lamb from its mouth. If the animal turns on me, I catch it by the jaw and club it to death. I have done this to both lions and bears, and I'll do it to this pagan Philistine too, for he has defied the armies of the living God. The Lord who rescued me from the claws of the lion and the bear will rescue me from this Philistine. And Saul uh, finally consented, uh, consented. He said, all right, go ahead, and may the Lord be with you. May God continue to bless his word that we get and can get filled each and every day when we read it. Now, ladies and gentlemen, when we step into the future, recalling God's work in this world, both expected and unexpected, the seen and the unseen gives us faith for what he will do next. The other part is that our trust and the Lord grows when we take time to remember he was has always and was always faithful. You know, some of the examples that we have and the accomplishments and the challenges that we faced in 2022 as a church. But we went through our ups and downs, and many of you know it. In fact, in the beginning of 2020, uh, uh, 2021 or 2022, we had an average of 297 worshipers between three worship services. And then what took place by the end of December, and this is not even including Christmas or, uh, or uh, uh, Christmas Eve services, it went up to 453 average attendance in person. That is awesome, and we should all give honor and praise to God. If you remember also that uh, one of the services that we had here, a big one, was a Good Friday service. We had the, uh, uh, the soloist, Taronda Green, was a blessing, and the choir was here, and the orchestra, and, and uh, uh, the praise band. It was just a, a very moving service, a Good Friday. And out of that experience came around July 5th, when Danny received the phone call and, the, and actually a message, and then I got the phone call, and he says, Pastor Ricky, are you driving? 
you know, you, I've heard this. You, you've heard me say this before a few weeks ago. Are you driving? And I was like, no. He says, are you sitting? I said, no. He says, well, I got to find out if it's true or not, but we just, our choir was just asked to sing at Carnegie Hall. Man, I was so excited uh, for not just for Daniel, but for our choir, but also for our church, knowing that in the midst of everything that we've gone through, everything that we've been through, God continues to remain faithful because we've remained faithful in trying to do the very best that we can in following his will. And fast forward, it was until uh, uh, November 21st when uh, the, the, the choir went over to Carnegie Hall and joined about 100 other people uh, and on, the, on the choir to join Taronda Green and Charles Billingsby. And, and, and what a blessing it was. And then fast forward a little more after that December 11th, when uh, Danny was able to get, again, the choir, the praise band, and then the orchestra that were up here to do several selections. I think they did about 10 to 11 selections from the 22 or so that they did in Carnegie Hall. And my goodness, what a blessing it was that we, uh, there was 957 people in person attendance that weekend of December 11th. Praise God, praise God. And then of course, as we know, in the, in the summer of 2022, where our leadership council uh, uh, made the first decision uh, to go through exploring the process of, of the sermon through the disaffiliation uh, from our church, from the United Methodist denomination. And that began the process. That was the very first process. And then came November the 12th, where the church was in here, and 93% of those who were in attendance members uh, voted to continue the discernment process. And then it came until December the 2nd, Friday night, where a decision had to be made. And I know it was difficult for many of you, if not all. 95% of those in attendance on December the 2nd decided to disaffiliate. And then 99% to go and uh, disaffiliate and go uh, independent, non-denominational. And then 95%, the rationale while we're leaving. And with the vote to disaffiliate, I said this at the uh, December 18th uh, service, is that we're going to need a, ch a new church name and we'll be letting you know because there was the deadline was December 21st and then we'll be letting you know in a couple of weeks what is the name of that church not that church our church as we start afresh but you know what as I share with you this is not over the uh, that was uh, but by the time December 2nd came about that was the step four of the process then step five uh, we, we have a whole checklist of things that we have to accomplish step six uh, will be at the annual conference in May 20, uh, 18th through the 20th, where the annual conference will make the final decision uh, of approval or disapproval for the, our church to disaffiliate. After that, we have until the end of December uh, 2023 to pay everything in full what's listed in the um, term sheet. 
But you know what? We are doing, we're continuing to do what we have to do. We, uh, we didn't want to take anything away from our Advent season or Christmas season as we celebrate a new year. But we know that as we look forward, we also got to remember where God was in the past, even if it was just this past year. Our Stephen ministry, uh, ministry program uh, wanted to grow by 10%, for example. Actually, a number of you uh, uh, took the class and are continuing to remain in the class where it's a 20-week commitment. In September, uh, nine participants began the training. Praise God. Continue to pray for our participants and the instructors. But you know what? Many times as we look back and where God has been in our lives, I'm not just talking about a church, but maybe in your own personal lives. Sometimes we are afraid to know what is tomorrow or for the future. And if just like David, if we can look back and say, hey, uh, God saved me from the lion. God saved me from the bear. He can certainly save me from whatever giant is going to be coming ahead. And we know, ladies and gentlemen, you may be fearful of what our church has been doing, but you know what? It's, it's not the, the, the fear of, of the Lord that's going to be in us. It's more about the love where love, perfect love, casts out fear. And then we really believe that God is going to lead our church. When it talks about remembering, I, rem I remember on Thursday, December 13th, um, Glenn Bucci had sent uh, uh, me and Daniel a message that stated the following, a little extra from it. He says that uh, uh, the worship includes reflecting on what God has done, not only in the Bible, but what he has done through our lives. And we have a tendency to not focus on how he answered prior prayers and focus more on our current problems. The scripture reminds us to remember his faithfulness and encourages us that God is active and moving in many ways today, even, through the, even though the media continues to mainly sometimes focus on so much negativity and negative news. But that passage that uh, Glenn was talking about, and I'm going to encourage you to read it. That's in uh, 1 Chronicles chapter 16, verses 7 through 36. And you're going to see there that the, even the word remember is in there more than once remembering God's faithfulness and goodness to the people. My prayer is that God will speak to your heart when uh, you read it and that it will bless and encourage you. But also another part of remembering that is important to God. In the Old Testament book, uh, God instructs Moses and his chosen people that we must perform specific ritual to always remember how he saved them from slavery in Egypt. Passover, and the reason for it is described in the book of Exodus. For example, he's writing things down. Uh, Exodus chapter 12, verses 24 through 27. And then uh, chapter 13 of Exodus, verses 3 to 10. I encourage you this week to read them. 
It sets us up to remind ourselves as we go into this new year of having a new year, new you, but having the same God as the same God that was with the people back when they were getting out of slavery into Egypt, from Egypt into where we are right now, that God continues to remain faithful. Another example, in the New Testament, Jesus and his disciples were celebrating Passover approximately 2,000 years after the Israelites left Egypt. On the night before his crucifixion, Jesus then instructed his disciples to perform a specific ritual. You know what that is? I'll give you a moment to write it down. That specific ritual was to always remember how he saved them from sin and death. And we celebrate that at least once a month here in our church by a method of, you probably wrote it down, is communion. I know this is the first year, uh, the first Sunday of the month, and, and we're missing out this, this uh, uh, month, but uh, when we get back in the very first uh, Sunday of February, when you gather is putting our hearts and minds and remembering what Christ has done, the greatest gift God can give us through Jesus Christ, and we remember what he did for you and what he did for me. So take time this year, even uh, uh, today, not this, just this year, but today and this week to go by the scripture references. You probably have others that I did not mention here because there are plenty of examples but take time and to really look at how God was there in the past. Don't live in the past because you gotta make sure you enjoy the present and you look forward in anticipation for the future, especially as Christians, we anticipate his second coming. But that we live life, we may be scared, but look back where God was and if he was there back then, he can certainly and is with us here today, and he's already an hour tomorrow. Again, Happy New Year. I'm so excited for this new series. I'll see you next Sunday as we uh, continue on with this series. And I believe the message is on refocusing on this Resolve series of New Year, New You, and Same God. Let us pray. Gracious and loving God, we are coming before you and thanking you for another day of life. And it's not just another day. This is a new, the first day of 2023. We're thankful for the reminders, God, of where, how faithful you have been in the past, how faithful you are currently, and how faithful you will be in the future as, a, as your people. We continue to live a life that is the very best that we can that pleases you, God. And why we do that is because we are thankful of what you have done for us and given us your son, our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, where remembering brings us back into worshiping you and saying thank you for what you've done in our lives. Continue to bless us, continue to lead us, to guide us, to refocus God and to, as we come together, even though things can be new in our lives, as we said about this new year, you remain the same. Thank you for your consistency. Thank you for your faithfulness. Thank you for your love. Thank you for your guidance as we also receive the gift, which is the Holy Spirit that will help us and guide us to remember what Christ has done for us. 
and also prays for us. We're so thankful. And just like Jesus taught his disciples how to pray, we say, Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, the power, and the glory forever. Amen and amen. Well, ladies and gentlemen, uh, this is, again, the first uh, Sunday of 2023. I'm so excited that you have uh, joined me here. One of the things that took place, and I, I mentioned a little bit about it in my sermon, was the disaffiliation process. And I want to let you know that uh, just like I think Dave mentioned of a couple year, for a couple weeks ago, I think it was December 4th, uh, as a reminder that I also had to make a decision because I'm not a member of the church, I'm a member of the conference, and I did not want to take anything away from Advent. I didn't want to take anything away from Christmas. It's not about me, and this is all about Christ. So I intentionally waited after Christmas to send the following letter to our DS, and I wanted to share this with you. Dear, uh, dear East District Superintendent, Reverend Dr. Andrew L. Foster III, as you are aware, 95% of New Hanover UMC members voted on Friday, December 2nd, 2022, to disaffiliate from the United Methodist Church's denomination under paragraph 2553 of the Book of Discipline. Upon the first uh, charge conference, church conference held on Saturday, November 12th, the second video showed the conference chancellor, Mr. Matthew Morley, uh, uh, attempted to explain New Hanover's term sheet. Now, he mentioned the pastors who plan to leave the with the disaffiliating church must inform their superintendents by the end of 2022. This discernment process for disaffiliation has not only been for the church, but as an appointed pastor through the Eastern Pennsylvania Annual Conference, the EPA, I had also had to uh, discern if I would remain with the EPA UMC or leave with the disaffiliating church. When I first started the candidacy process for pastoral ministry, I never thought this denomination would be in a position or that I would have to make such a decision. I have given my life to ministry and have represented what I thought to be a great shepherd leader in the UMC, where I have served God and people for over two decades. I served five years at Columbia United Methodist Church, 11 years in Kanshahakin United Methodist Church, and now my third appointment serving New Hanover United Methodist Church since July 2017. After much prayer and discernment, I have decided that, Lord willing, I will continue to shepherd the New Hanover United Methodist Church and its flock on its future path. Thank you and God bless. Ladies and gentlemen, I wanna say thank you so much for your prayers, 
not just for me, but for also for this church as we continue to move forward, where we believe God will continue to increase and grow our church that goes along with our mission statement to pursue Christ, to grow together and impact the world, that every person will live a life transformed by Christ. Thank you again. Happy New Year, and I'll see you next Sunday.